Welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. Right then. We are clearly live, but not live anywhere other than just the two of us, mate. Uh, common HR mistakes for fleet operators. So we've recently just done the health and safety mistakes uh, for fleet operators. So HR mistakes. So, wow, where do we start here? I think exactly. <laughs> how many how many operators do you go into where they've just got a copied and pasted uh, HR contract which doesn't even cover any of the requirements for? the fleet operate operation yeah we're going to a lot and, and another thing is that they don't even know what's on that sometimes the operator themselves they've just got it because it it covers what they need they think it ticks a box and you're right you, you do see that quite a bit they're not not bespoke to the business um, it probably doesn't match some other policies they've got because it's a a, uh, a policy it's just like you say off the internet or or wrote by somebody that doesn't, doesn't really understand their business yeah absolutely and i think lot. I think I think uh, employment law is sort of regularly updated, isn't it? And we we take yeah. our advice from our HR consultants, Nikki and Joe, who uh, join us when we when we go and uh, operate with fleet operators. We probably should have invited one of them to do the podcast, but they're not a fleet geek, and they probably they probably wouldn't be too interested. They'd be like, "Ah, oh, that sounds boring." So uh, here we are, here we are discussing it. But neither of us are particular HR specialists, but we do right. employ HR specialists at the at, at flagship partners, don't we? And certainly yeah. any fleet geekers who want HR support we are able to we are able to provide that for them no problem at all but we do have a good good level of working knowledge to be able to know what's right and what isn't and um, I think one of them one of the challenges is I find I think that I see really regularly is this thing of like this tolerance level which is quite high so tolerant 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 and then all of a sudden without very much communication sack him yeah no yeah we see that <laughs> without yeah. a proper process being followed yeah, funny you say about the tolerance thing. People, if 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 somebody does something wrong and they're they're quite pally with the manager, it's yeah, it's it's fine, and it, it there's got to be that uh, consistency across the board. Yeah. Uh, and and sometimes it's difficult for people to to want to do, but it's actually really important to keep that consistency uh, because unfortunately, if something does go wrong and you've been too lenient, you know, it's uh, it's not good. And uh, yeah. I think there just needs to be that consistency, and and some, you have to take that personal side out of it sometimes. And, and see, well, yeah, that's probably the wrong thing to say, but you have to take that emotional side out of it sometimes, and uh, yeah, and look at it in a, in a bigger picture. Objectively, yeah, yeah quite objectively. I, I think um, I think you're absolutely right, and I think certainly there's a lot of operators that we 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 will deal with and, and sort of work with on a regular basis and i think i think this will echo with a lot of people there's there's that challenge around a lot of operators are very close with their drivers and they their are, team yeah. members aren't they and there's and nothing that, wrong that, with that is there no no there isn't that's and the that's thing we're fine. not saying that but there has to be a line in the sand sometimes yeah yeah and wrong. it's the blurred lines isn't it, it's it, it is. i'm sure that's a song isn't it blurred lines yeah, but I'll it's like that it. It, <laughs> let's hear a bit of it see yeah if I, see if i recognize it <laughs> no you're right literally i am that person mags always laughs at me she's like you literally can sing a song totally totally away from what it actually sounds like right, to, okay. the, to the point we'll of save, not being able to recognize it then. Yeah. yeah 
percent <laughs> literally will make their ears bleed. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that sort of blurring of the boundaries. I think boundaries yeah. is a really important thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and obviously it's good. It's good to be uh, have a great relationship with people that you work with. I think that's really really vital, and it helps drive performance and engagement. Um, but I think. Uh, Certainly, from a from an HR and uh, an, an employee relations point of view, it can make it it can make it tricky easy, to do. It? It's not easy. People don't like confrontation. People don't, especially if they're you know they've been pally with them for the for the last three years, etc. People don't want that confrontation when something goes wrong. Unfortunately, so it is tricky. It's a really tricky skill to have uh, to be Definitely. able to take away that emotional side of things and, and actually do the professional and the right thing. Um, Definitely. Definitely, and I think um, so. I think one of the other things is is like when we're talking about common mistakes, uh, I, I see that there's no real like performance evaluation or support for, yeah. for, for, for for people in the fleet sector. I think, you know, we have infringement letters, which are part of, reg, you know, the regulatory requirement um, that we need to make sure we uphold. But essentially, it's quite easy for drivers to feel like they're just battered with a stick all the time and there's no yeah, real carrot for them. No, you're right. I always say that it's, it can be seen as quite a negative place to be a driver. People mm -hmm. people uh, get frustrated with the trucks in front of them. Like you say, they, they may get fined for going for a red light or stopping at a box junction. Like you say, infringement letters. There's, there isn't always that other side of it. Is there? The, 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 like you say, the carrot it is always the stick, unfortunately, at times. Uh, and that's yeah. sort of a bit of driver development even. Like you say, it's things like that, developing in people. Um, and uh, improving people perhaps perhaps that doesn't happen enough in in our sector at times mm, mm. just just interesting now i was interviewing uh mark cartwright for the half dozen things podcast uh earlier this morning and he was saying a few things one of the things one of the schemes that highways uh highways england no national highways gotta be careful they don't like to be called the wrong name uh national highways um have implemented is that essentially they've got cameras which aren't enforcement cameras but pick up bad behaviors from drivers for example them using their phones uh, okay. and they can provide that to operators it's a scheme they're looking to roll out you'll have to listen to the podcast but um they said they spoke to transport managers and said you know we've got this footage of your guys using their phones what are you going to do about it hi it's pete from flagship partners we're really proud to sponsor the fleet geeks podcast Flagship Partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfil their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. And the transport managers have just gone, sack them. Sack them, it's like gross misconduct uh, breaches policy sack them get rid of them and um mark was saying that actually you know he's an advocate for that doesn't solve the road safety problem and it doesn't solve the driver shortage problem that actually you know we have to go through a retraining process with people yeah to be able definitely. to help help support them and it is difficult particularly with phone use because it's really difficult to find that yeah, you know, we know that it's wrong. We know that it's illegal, and I'm I'm not necessarily saying people who sack people for using the phones are doing anything wrong, because but at the same time, you have to take a level a level of responsibility as a business owner, operator, manager, transport manager. You have to take a level of responsibility if you have not been proactive enough in training and speaking to to people. 
um, then behaviour out on the road may be different to what you expect it to yeah. be. We spoke earlier about culture as well. You know, making mm. sure that culture's right, so people know that they shouldn't be doing. They know they shouldn't be doing these things. Um, but like you say, my, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Straight away, you say it's a breach of policy, isn't it? Using your mobile phone. So yeah, yeah, gross misconduct. Perhaps it is. Yeah, but like you say, I'm, I'm a firm believer as well in educating people. And you mm. know, does everyone make the odd mistake? Is that a mistake? You're pretty knowingly doing that, aren't you? But yeah, yeah it's a difficult one. You, you, it's a podcast on itself. I believe yeah, I, that think, one. I, think, I think so. I think, you, you know, when we talk about sort of performance and conduct management process, one of the things that, and, and we see commonly operators getting this this wrong. So the suggestion from us mm -hmm. is certainly around um, essentially initially issuing a letter of concern, which is like a, this isn't quite, doesn't quite meet meets requirements and then escalate into a verbal warning onto a written to a final written and then dismissal obviously there are certain things that you potentially bypass that process but it's really really important that you make sure you have a documented um a documented investigation process that you go yeah. through or investigation meeting um certainly some of the things that i've learned around around that is that if you hold you have to have when you hold an investigation meeting they need to be thorough notes they need to be signed by both parties to say that they agree and it gives people an opportunity to have any mitigating circumstances considered uh, yeah. and that needs to be done without prejudice doesn't it and then it does, yeah. you need you need to give at least 48 hours notice of any disciplinary meeting um, and then that, that disciplinary meeting uh, needs to be again minuted and uh, there needs to be an adjournment as well for a decision to be made to, to ensure yeah. that it meets the requirements. It should never be a, a preconceived decision either. You should, you should always go into them with a with an open mind because anything could happen in that in that disciplinary meeting, that disciplinary hearing. So it's always good to go in with an open mind because there is always something. People, people have had uh, time to go back and reflect on what they've done. They may come back with something that's not been brought up in the investigation meeting. So mm. definitely go in there with an open mind, very preconceived uh, outcomes of the meeting. Um, yeah definitely uh, and I'd and it comes like back to that, to that whole happen. sorry yeah i'd like to think that don't happen but i'm sure it does no. so as i say it goes back to the old thing about the facts and the truth and the difference between the facts and the truth and the investigations there to to try and assimilate all the facts yeah. um to then come up with some semblance of truth although essentially it, it's very important to ensure that you give everyone a fair a fair hearing um and uh make sure that people you know have the opportunity to to state why something's occurred the way it has for example so yeah, yeah, yeah really important brilliant mate uh, i'm just trying to think of any other common common mistakes i think um i think that people are often shoot straight to guns when potentially retraining is an opportunity for people yeah definitely definitely everyone should be given that chance in my opinion to, to for retraining and like you say if it if the induction process isn't up to scratch that may be a reason someone's done something wrong so yeah, and I think it's always if something that some sometimes if people have done something wrong, revisit your own policies. Just make sure mm. that you've covered everything off. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think I think a few things that I want to highlight for people is that employment contracts, generally speaking, that are just pulled off the internet, aren't good enough. They're not. No, they don't cover the current um, uh, the current the cover the current laws. Uh, particularly, I think one of the challenges that we've come across when we've written employment contracts for operators is. The good working practice that's come in which is around making sure that average working hours is uh, covered as part of that contractual contract um because a lot of operators will pay on day rate or on week rate 
rather than on hourly rate. And we need to ensure that drivers are clearly working over and above minimum wage requirements. Yeah. So that contract needs to demonstrate that that, that is being achieved. Um, and then it's important to ensure that you leave yourself some wiggle room. So with our contracts, for example, a lot of the policies are annexes rather than part of the contract so that you're able to change them as and when is a requirement. But a really, really good example is, um, you know, I'm, I'm aware of is that employment contracts are really, really clear when they're well written. They're really, really clear on what the what the obligations are. And for example, with our contract, um, it's something to be fair. Jamie might feel a little bit down about this, but it's very clear. The contract states eight bank holidays a year for example yeah. so it's a really clear requirement but this year the government had decided to give everyone an extra bank holiday well at least from a policy point of view you're really clear and everyone knows where they stand when the contract says a certain thing um and it means that everyone's dealt with in a fair way when trying to deal with that because sometimes operators might go well yeah you can have it off but you can't you've got to work and all of a sudden it gets very muddy doesn't it it does that's, that's interesting what you said a common a common hr mistake is sometimes fairness you're right across the board i've seen that where yeah oh yeah you can have you can have that friday off next week and then someone goes hang on you wouldn't let me have it off i've seen that happen and you're right fairness fairness uh, and consistency consistency yeah definitely i think people appreciate important. people appreciate that people understand that they can't always get everything they want that's that's life but yeah. if they see someone else getting it when someone's been told they can't yeah that's that's when the problems arise definitely um and yeah so and, and a good good contract will help protect the business in case of a tribunal or in case of any grievance um, and having a good and thorough disciplinary process is very very important too so uh, yeah if anyone that's listening wants some professional advice please do get in touch uh, i think we've probably exhausted our hr knowledge there jamie that uh, way oh. above my knowledge of it all yeah yeah <laughs> definitely but it's so important isn't it in any business it it's is a function yeah. that makes everything work really um, and I think I think this demonstrates though, that we can't be experts at everything, can we? No, you, you know, we, you've got to you've got to stick to what you're good at. We do yeah. we do cover HR, but we use Nikki and Joe to do that because that's their specialism. Exactly, uh, that, that's and, the key to to doing it right, isn't it? Get yeah, professionals to do these jobs, get the right people with the right qualifications. Because yeah. when it comes to health and safety, they potentially couldn't advise. They couldn't advise on transport regulatory uh, issues either. So yeah, very interesting. Anyway, Jake, great chatting. Thank uh, you, Pete. And everyone, hope you've enjoyed listening. Catch you on the next one. Take care. Take care, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.